0: Uh, so what, what I want to do uh, is just on behalf of the team, give us uh, some thoughts that we have had as we go into a new year and a new season. Can I ask us to turn to the book of Joshua, just Joshua 1, and a couple of thoughts to help frame this time. So, so Joshua 1, and I want to just set the scene a little bit for us and then um, just go through a few thoughts that we've had as we enter into a new season as a church. And uh, I'm going to start reading from verse 2 uh, of Joshua chapter 1. Moses, my servant, is dead. Sorry, Gareth. Gareth is Moses in this story because he's no longer here. So, so Gareth, no, Moses. Moses, my servant, is dead. He's not dead, but he's not here. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan and to all, you and all this people into the land that I'm giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place on the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, to as far as the great river the, river, the river Euphrates, to all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. It's amazing that uh, God, in His wisdom, does not give us a man to lead a church, but gives us a team to lead a church and uh, invites all of us to play our role. This is not a a solo gig. I heard, i was it Blake or Rachel? One of you said the word gig. It's a very Cape Town word to to use, right? Uh, But this isn't a solo gig, right? This is one of those uh, performances when the band actually stopped playing regularly so that you can hear the audience singing. Along and participating, right? And uh, all of those things, all of those promises or those words that Gareth uh, heard over 20 years or so of leading this church were not promises for Gareth, but they were promises for us. They are promises of what God wants to do in Rec Road. And so we get to inherit all of the things that that have gone before us in this moment. And can you just imagine for a moment actually standing kind of you know, I, I don't know why I imagine them being on a cliff and they're kind of overlooking the Jordan River and the the Promised Land. And can you kind of imagine them kind of peering at it, like you know they've they've remembered the journey, like what it took to get to this point, and they're looking at their new season, they're looking at their new ground. And uh, I think that, that there would have just been this quite awkward energy that was a bit of a mix of some anxiousness and some excitement. That's that's probably my guess. I think that they're probably looking and they're like, yo, I, 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 what's happening? What Where are we going to go? Like, who are we going to encounter? They've got no idea that Jericho is, is on the way. They've got no idea that, you know, the sun is going to stand still. You know, they've got, they got no idea what's ahead of them in Canaan. And so there would have been a, a bit of a nervousness or a bit of a, an, an anxiousness of it's not possible to predict every twist and turn in the road, right? But but on the other hand, there also would have been this, like, but, but man, like, the, the Lord has brought us thus far. Like, we're, we're out of Egypt, you know? Like, we've, we, we've got these commandments that help us to guide us through life. Like, we've, I mean, we've seen what it was like to have the presence of God, you know, that, that uh, uh, fire by night and, uh, you know, wind by day, that, 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 you know, the mountaintop experience of the glory of God. And, and so, like, game on. Like, like, bring it on. Like, they were going to the promised land. I think that there would have been this kind of nervousness and this excitement that combines in this new ground, new season kind of moment. And I think that the new ground has a mix of some challenges for us ahead. I think it probably has a mix of there's some things that we need to topple. You know, some Jericho walls that might need to fall. There there, there will probably be moments that where we'll feel a bit sticky or we'll feel like, yo, we're still in the process of configuring. But, but I also wanna remind us that there are some promises in the promised land as well. There are some blessings that we have before us. There are some reasons to be full of excitement and hope and expectant as we go into the, the new phase of Wreck Road, right? Um, for those of you who who like soccer, uh, you know there was uh, as, as a Liverpool fan, uh, Jurgen Klopp came and he he built a team and they won a league and stuff. But uh, what happened was that they really started sucking. Like you know the, the the midfielders got old and they couldn't run around and and so what uh, what. Uh, yeah, what the Liverpudlian Messiah, don't quote me on that, I'm not blaspheming, but yeah, what, what, what Klopp did was he, he just took out potentially most of his midfield and, and brought in new guys and he called it Liverpool 2.0. Well, we're rec road 2.0 now, I guess, you know, we're like new season, new team, game on, what's ahead for us, right? And uh, in these things, I want to remind us of some of the promises that lay before Joshua and lay before us as well. I'm summarize them. In verse 5, we read, no man will be able to stand before you. And then I will be with you. I will not leave or forsake you. Uh, reminded me of the moment in the last leadership summit when I said, Gareth didn't promise to never leave or forsake us. But, uh, but, but here we have a God who is promising these things, right? Uh, in verse 6, be strong and courageous. In verse 6 also, for you, uh, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to your fathers. Verse 7, be strong and courageous. Uh, verse 9, be strong and courageous. Again, uh, that's the third time in this short passage that they've been commanded but also invited into strength. Uh, Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. Verse 9, essentially the crux of all of this. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If we don't step into a new ground season, we're going to miss that we've got all of these amazing promises and blessings just waiting for us, right? If we walk in timid or shy or nervous, we're going to miss these things, right? And so an encouragement to us to jump into this new season with a level of faith and expectancy because all that we need, he has already promised for us. And this new kind of season, because we're new as a team, we're configuring, we're building relationships, because as a church, we're, we're in the midst of change. What's not possible is for us as a team to kind of stand before everyone here, all of our leaders and say, it's going to look like this and this and this. And this is the, the three things that we're going to do for point one. And this is the five things required for point two. And we need this much money for this building project here, or we need this many leaders so that we can go and send them over. Like, we we don't have a lot of details to share with you. What we've got is just uh, for a number of months, some things in prayer that uh, different guys on the team just felt God dropped on their hearts. And so I'm inviting us into the journey of hearing those things and then walking and working them out kind of along the way, right? At the moment, our calendars look uh, emptier than they normally do intentionally so that we can hear from God. And move as He moves us. And so uh, we've just put together three kind of areas that we feel God has spoken consistently or regularly to us as a team that we're expecting uh, in this journey as we go through this, this change. And we want to invite you guys into this. The first one is uh, a season of growth. We, we believe God would have been speaking to us about stepping into a season of growth. And uh, Caniso in particular had uh, this word that in this new season, we are out of the foundation phase and we are into the growth phase. And there was a sense in which it has been hard graft to build the foundations of this church here in Toti, but those foundations are built now. And at some point, you've got to stop building down or digging down, and you've got to start building up. And I think we just all have this sense of Gareth and the various configurations of the eldership team over 20 years have have set us up magnificently to now push forward, right? It's felt foundation phase, and we're just feeling in God that now it's growth phase, uh, building up, not down. Uh, Gareth also had this picture, if you remember, that kind of kick-started this process of RecRoad needing new tools. And uh, he was one particular type of tool, and uh, now we needed different, a different gift set. We needed a different, uh, different mix of gifting so that we could then start ha- uh, reaping and, and harvesting uh, some of the fruit that is for us. And so we want to uh, be encouraged by this idea that there is growth waiting for us. And uh, it's not hard to say that God has already started that. Uh, it's a joy to be able to come into to Toti kind of over the last six months, jump in and out and see that a lot of uh, growth that was lost during COVID, we're, we're now seeing come back. The room is getting fuller and fuller. And so that is already beginning to happen. Uh, it was a joy in the city to see that, you know, this time last year, there were very few people because we were waiting for our students to come back. And it, we've pretty much doubled in the number of people that we have at this stage, kind of in Durban, and just encouraged by the growth, but feeling pressed by God to ask for more, and to, to believe for for more growth and more people. Um, Rob had a, a just a real desire, um, looking a little bit at the Jubilee mandate, for to see more salvations and, and and that kind of grabbing a hold of some more some of our hearts to see more people come to saving faith in Jesus. Uh, I, I, I had a thing around um, rec Road having more missional mindsets. And uh, Tulani had a, a great phrase that really tied in with that about uh, being a church that actually goes to people. So it's not uh, come to our course in here, come to our service in here. But le- like the missional mindset is let's go and share, which is precisely what Jesus did. He didn't host big conferences and big tents. He went and he evangelized on the streets, in the road. So whoever he found And so there's this number one, this kind of season of growth that we're feeling propelled into, and we're asking God, how? Like, and what does that look like? And we want to be excited for this journey. The second thing is that we uh, feel again in the season that we want to uh, discover and reassess what we are kind of very loosely calling healthy church culture. And uh, one of the questions I think that we're asking is, what is our new normal? You remember that you know, pandemic and then that post-pandemic? It's the new normal. But like, no one knew what the new normal was, so I think we've actually just gone back to the old normal, mostly. But, but we want to ask, what is, what is our new normal, right? When, when we have uh, a different team leader and a different family here, like, what does that look like? There will be some strengths and some weaknesses that Gareth had that these guys won't have, right? There'll, there'll be emphases in their heart that they'll want to push into. Uh, there, there might even be different ways of functioning or, or, or communicating or what, whatever it is. We, we're almost uh, excited to discover what those things will be. And, uh, and part of that is also an opportunity to step back a little bit, those of us Rec Roaders who've been in here for a while, and reassess... Uh, that all the things that we have been doing, uh, is that still healthy? Is that still fruitful and effective in this new season? Is there any opportunity for us to tweak things, to grow things, to change and adapt? It it would be really easy for for many of us to, to go slow on change. Oh, there's been a lot of change already, so let's just keep this the same and keep this the same and keep this the same. And it's been really encouraging to hear so many people say, well, but we're willing to try something new. Like we're aware this is a different season. And so one of the things that we feel like is changing in this healthy kind of church culture is just a real emphasis on being people orientated, like really focused on people. And I know that both Prince and Rob in our time away at the end of last year felt even phrases around not being event or calendar orientated, but being orientated around people. And so we want to kind of pick up phrases like, we're not just doing this to fill up the calendar. We're not just doing a course because we've done a course and we're going to do, keep doing the course. Well, that's, that's not what we're about. We're interested to try and explore the new gifts that are in the team, but also to explore the gifts that aren't yet fully realized that are already in the church, right? We want to see more leaders raised up. And that was a point that Tulani kind of brought home quite a lot. And so we want to be people-orientated. And we also want to ask the question, how can we create more fruitful and healthy teams in the life of our church? And that's across the board. Every team, we want to ask the question, how, how can we blow wind in your sails? How, how can we help you as a team to be healthier and to help you as a team to be more fruitful in your ministry area? It's not possible for all of us to be youth leaders or for all of us to be worship leaders. But what we can do is say, is there anything that would serve you guys and make you a really strong, really healthy team? And we uh, started this already uh, when we went away as elders and Blake asked uh, some great questions from a book called Lead, uh, by, written by a guy called Paul Tripp, just to help us assess uh, what we're doing well and where we can improve as a team. And uh, I know that there's the desire for us to keep going with those, with those conversations, but, you know, in, in, in Pulse... How healthy are the leadership teams? Do you have enough servers? Are you having team meetings? Like, we want to ask questions. I want to go to Kenan and say, Kenan, how can I help you to lead your youth leaders more, right? Uh, in, our, in our worship space, how can we help our worship leaders to galvanize their bands and their teams so that they would be worshipers of Jesus way before they get up on a stage, right? In all of these things, we want to just ask the question, how do we create healthier teams right across our congregations? And then the last one was just to focus on prayer and just a few people feeling a, a renewed emphasis on the need to pray. Can you saw, I remember bringing a particular thing around, like we are going into a, a fairly monumental year as a country with elections on the horizon and lots of turmoil and challenges and, and, and there is no better moment to pray uh, then, to do that, and so again, how do we focus pr- on prayer as as a church? And then the last one, the final one is I think a bit of an outworking of the desire to be people orientated. Uh, and a lot of guys felt the need to strengthen relationships uh, between people in in this church. and so it is a, a bit of a cat is a bit of an automatic response to the desire to be people orientated. Um, But we were, uh, some of the men would know where we were because we went down to the burg and did some of the the men's hiking trails and uh, one of the things that's on uh, the ground is before you get to the big mountains there are lots of these very small bridges and they're quite rickety, and I remember jumping and having some fun and scaring one or two of the guys, just seeing, like, oh, this thing break. And, uh, and we were just saying, like, how, like, even before you get to the big mountains, you have these small bridges that just connect you and keep you going on the path. And so actually quite a few guys kind of picked that up. I remember Kenny and Tulani in particular really picking this idea of small bridges of connectivity. And uh, one phrase in particular that I, I wrote down, I think it was from Kaniso, was uh, that God is asking us to build small bridges. He's not asking us to build big things, but he's promising to strengthen relationships rather than building big things. And I have this feeling like oh, we're going to be able to go further when we're not trying to do the big and the glamorous and the amazing and the impressive, right? But actually when we focus on each other and we build bridges of connectivity, right? If we get good at those suppers, and was that babysitting thing just a tucker thing? Or can, you know, a couple more of us jump onto that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Lane's looking like she's a babysitter in the making already. So just, just asking the question, right? How can we build bridges amongst each other so that we can go further and get to the big mountains and, and do amazing, you know, see amazing things happen in God? But, you know, we were very aware it was the small bridges that, that, that got us there. And uh, that really connects into a a theme. I know Prince and I, even at winter camp, uh, when we were driving down to the youth winter camp, we spoke most of the car journey about, which is just a real, wanting a real focus on discipleship this year. And not uh, not excluding events, not excluding services, but needing to be in each other's lives and and needing to uh, break out of uh, structures. So for example, We all know community groups are essential and vitally important. I don't think it's possible to be healthy and not be in a community group. I just, I I don't see how that works, right? And and therefore, we need to be uh, pouring life and energy into into our community group leaders. We need to be training and equipping them. We all, if you are a community group leader, need to be thinking, who's my intern? Who's my next person for multiplication, right? Um, However... Community groups can't be the only way that we do discipleship, because in some ways you're not actually discipling intentionally one-on-one. You've got a group of people with a variety of needs in that moment, right? And and so uh, a real encouragement to us to to think about who are you discipling and who are you being discipled by? And uh, I love uh, the Kramers have have started doing this really well. We've um, got two young couples and we just said, man, they 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 need, but would benefit so much uh, from discipleship. And we've just uh, essentially thrown them. <laughs> we've given them to Hannah Lee and Dirk, and we just said, man, we think you guys are the best couple. Will you meet up with these two couples? Will you walk with them? Will you journey with them? Will you essentially disciple? And it's so interesting. I've just finished a book by John Mark Comer, and he says that the word to disciple is probably better translated for our context as apprentice. How do we apprentice under Jesus and how do we apprentice each other? Because apprenticing is a way of life, right? You're, you're looking, you're walking, you're seeing, and you're doing along the same way. And so how are we going to do that for each other is one of the questions that, that we want to ask. We got a bit of a kick in the butt, Knox and I, from uh, Keenan and Keegan uh, at camp, who uh, were basically, we've journeyed with them, but uh, it's been, I would say, to be honest, a quite typical rec road journeying, which is, it's journeying, but, it, but it's a little loose, it's a little undefined, it's a little like, yeah, but can you, you, know, can you, can you do this week or that time? And it, it's been a little too ad hoc, and uh, I love that they were like, oi, basically, and, uh, and we were like, oh, okay, sure. Okay, Knox, we've got to get ourselves into gear and, and do this thing properly. And so we've set up like once a month, hey, we're going to meet with you. We're going to go through that Wise Way booklet thing. We're going to walk with them. And, 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 and just, I think that's discipleship. Otherwise, you're, you're hanging out occasionally with people. But, let, but just a, a call to be intentional about it. A call to want to see other people growing in their faith and figuring out what role do I have to play Some of us are gonna still need to be discipled. Some of us need to start looking beyond ourselves and think, who am I discipling, right? Uh, Some of the students in in the city, for example, I just say, okay, I haven't got time, but I am gonna go shopping. You can jump in the car and we can walk around, you know, checkers or spa, because that's the time I've got. But that's a conversation moment. I can do that, right? Uh, in our everyday lives. I remember Tabitha coming and uh, being at my house and uh, just, it was one of those Wednesdays, it was chaos, it was absolutely frantic. And uh, I forgot that I didn't have the ingredients I needed for a meal. So I like like grabbed a piece. So we're going to the shops. And he was like, oh, can I just relax and come back? For no, you're coming with me, buddy. <laughs> we're going to the shops. We're buying onions so that I can cook this meal for Knox. And we rushed there. And then we rushed to community group. And then after community group, someone needed a conversation. So we, ch- we waited. We prayed with that person. We got home. And he looked at me when we got in. And he was like, I'm exhausted. How are you exhausted? I'm like, bruh, I am absolutely finished. But it would have been so easy just to say to Knox, you go and like, I, I'm sorry, I haven't got capacity. You figure out the dinner plan. Did you see that I didn't do that? Did you see that I still made sure that Knox had what she needed before I went and did ministry? I was ministering to my wife first. Like, and just a, just, a, just a small lesson that he wouldn't have got if he wasn't doing life with me. So just a, a provocation to us, who's doing life with you? Who in Rec Road is seeing you not when you're at your best? <laughs> not when you're at your most energetic, right? Not when you're peaceful and calm and the butterflies are looking beautiful and you've got no work to do for the rest of the day. Like, like, when are they seeing the real you, the authentic you, I think Blake was saying, right? And, and who are you inviting into your life so that they can walk the ways of Jesus and imitate you as you imitate him that's the real call so for so these three things and we're just going to end with a time of prayer and, and I'd love our prayers uh to just to you know come with faith and expectancy we I know I haven't mapped out the things everything set in stone but to invite us into these these three journeys uh, we want to we want to be on a journey of growth We want to be on a journey of discovering our new normal and our church culture. And we want to be on a journey of strengthening relationships between each other and seeing more and more people growing in Christ. Amen.